to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome to the Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo Fisher. It's just me today. I'm driving to work. Hopefully uh, the audio turns out all right. I'm just on my phone. Steering wheel in one hand, phone in the other. It is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. And Paul Christ is no more. Fired from the Wisconsin Badgers. And I just, I, I, I realize this couldn't wait till Thursday. This has to be discussed now. There's a lot of thoughts in my head that I need to get out and I need to share with you folks. This is obviously pretty massive news. I mean, this is certainly the biggest news related to Wisconsin since I ever started the gym podcast. Um, last night, I was basically, I, I wasn't able to sleep. I was just, I was wide awake at like 2 a.m., just thinking about this crap, thinking about Paul, thinking about the future of the sport, thinking about this team, and, uh, well, where to begin? Well, first and foremost, do I believe this is the right decision? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, the, the, the single biggest thing I'm seeing from people, especially Nebraska fans who are frankly coping, is this idea of, well, Wisconsin fans, they're going to miss Paul Christ. You guys are going to miss Coach Dad. Folks. The hard truth is, I've already missed him. Okay, I, I, I missed him this year. I missed him last year. I missed him back in 2020. I missed him back in 2018. There are essentially two Paul Christs, folks. There are two Paul Christs. There's a Paul Christ that I miss dearly, and that's the Paul Christ from 2015 through 2017. His first three years here at Wisconsin were magnificent. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They were fantastic. Some of the best years of my life. All right? This man took us to the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl, back-to-back, won both, back-to-back New York Six Bowl wins. That's a big deal. I don't care who you are. That's a big deal. And I'm not going to deny that that he had success and that he was a great coach and that he got stuff done and he was the right man for the program. All right? But, but folks, 2017, and I hate to say it, that was five years ago. All right, I, I, I had hair back then. <laughs> All right? And it's, it's not like, I don't even know if it's so much as Paul Christ has changed or if the game around him has changed and that he hasn't been able to adapt. Because the sport has changed quite a bit, folks. We, we have to realize, in just the last few years alone, you look at all the crazy things that have happened since, like, say, 2019. All right, COVID. How do you respond to the pandemic? How do you respond to this weird... Uh, kind of crazy season. Well, he didn't respond. We had a terrible season that year. Went four and three. Realistically, would have had probably like a six and six record um, if it was a proper year. You look at like NIL. How does how does Paul Chris respond to NIL affecting college football and and this changing way we're we're attracting recruits to the sport and getting them into, onto our teams? Well, he responds by having. Uh, some of the back-to-back worst Wisconsin recruiting classes in quite some time. Stop what you're doing right now, folks. Go to 24-7. Look up the recruiting rankings for Wisconsin. They're abysmal. We are like bottom feeders in the Big Ten, which is saying quite a bit, all right? But beyond that, I mean, I almost feel like I'm getting ahead of myself, folks. Beyond that, I think the most important um, the most important factor here in, in Paul Christ's termination it's just the state of the program as a whole and kind of the trajectory that we're heading. 
listen, I, I, I don't know if it's ever been more bleak for Wisconsin heading into the future. There really are no upsides. There really is, like, nothing to look forward to. There is no, all right, well, at least our next recruiting class is looking pretty solid. Or, you know, hey, this these handful of players look pretty promising. Maybe maybe they just need to kind of, you know, get some experience and they'll be they'll be real powerhouses. No, it's, it's not that. It's hopeless, folks. Like, you can go down the, the whole entire team, like every aspect of it, and virtually every aspect has taken a step back from last year, which was already a pretty sus year. Perhaps most alarmingly is our offensive line. They've been trashed this year. The Wisconsin offensive line has been terrible. Let that sink in. Like, that's our one thing, dude. That's like our one bread and butter the one saving grace of every Wisconsin team, no matter how bad our quarterback was, no matter how sus our receivers were, or our running backs, or our def- defense, we've always had a good line. Until now. I mean, to put it into perspective, folks, against Illinois, at home against Illinois, we had two yards of rushing. Two whole yards of rushing. This is Wisconsin, folks. This is, this is unacceptable. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, uh, how is this not unacceptable? There, like, there is no silver lining with Chris. There is no, like, you know, there, there, there is nothing to look forward to. We've, we've had the excuses, folks. I, I think what the people from the outside looking in don't understand is he's already been on the hot seat since 2018. You don't see it because you're not on Wisconsin, like, you know, message boards. You're not in the crowds talking to fans. You're not, you know, talking to your coworkers at Wisconsin who've been Badger fans as well for years. You don't see that, okay? But he's been on the hot seat since 2018 because his performance on the field has been pretty sus since 2018. Now, I know people are going point to the, point to the 2019 season. Uh, the reality is we had Jack Cohn and Jonathan Taylor, two great players. I mean, Jonathan Taylor elevated this team he he really put the team on his back and in hindsight that's just more obvious than ever I mean he goes to the NFL is one of the best running backs in the league when you have that kind of talent that kind of generational talent on your team it's hard not to succeed and yet it almost feels like it almost feels like those years with JT like 2018 2019 it's like we won in spite of Paul Christ not because of Paul Christ it's like he held us back it's like he held back JT you know we've had talent dude We've had talent. Haven't been able to do much with it. That's just been the name of the game with under Paul Christ, man. And so the trajectory is terrible, and you got to understand, like, we, we sort of had one of two options, all right? We could do what we did, which is fire him and, and try to move for the future, try to do whatever we can to prepare for the future of this team, the future of this program and this franchise overall. Or we could do what, frankly, too many teams, in my opinion, have been doing lately, which is letting them just drag on and on and on with coaches who clearly are not going to succeed. Coaches who clearly just don't have it and, and aren't aren't the guy and, and have no future. And let them just run the program to the ground. You want to talk about Nebraska? I, I can't believe they kept Scott Frost around for this long. I mean, he was an objective failure from day one. There was never a silver lining under Scott Frost. And they let them just drag the program down year after year after year, making them into this laughing stock. All right, Wisconsin wasn't having that. All right, if if we're going to become a laughing stock, it's not going to be 
be because of Paul Christ. It's not going to be because we were complacent, all right? And that kind of shocks me, to be honest, because in a lot of ways, I think this, this team has been complacent for so many years. To see us be proactive rather than reactive is really quite refreshing from a fan's perspective. And I understand that it can backfire. But, folks, the reality is, okay, we were going to suck under Christ regardless, okay? However bad Jim Leonard is this year, however bad the next few seasons are and the trajectory of this program overall in the long run, however bad and miserable it is, I want you to understand right now, it would have been worse under Paul Christ. Full stop. Full stop. I think Paul Christ is a nice guy. I really mean that. I, he's never rubbed me the wrong way. He's never rubbed me as anything but uh, a, a genuine man, a man who I, I think actually cares about his players. I really think he does. He's the kind of guy that he's never had a temper. You know, he's never been the kind of guy to chew out a ref or, or get really heated on the sidelines. You know what I mean? He's always been very level-headed, very reasonable. All right. <laughs> but that's largely the reason why he's been a- unable to succeed. All right. He, he just doesn't have any charisma. He doesn't have that leadership, I think that, frankly, is required for groups of, you know, 18-year-old men. These people are young and impressionable. They need leaders, man. And I, I, I hate to say it, I, I, I think I'm... I, I, this, this, is, this is me coming out here as a bit vulnerable, all right? I have made fun of teams so much over the years for, you know, games being their Super Bowls. Seeing teams win a game that was, frankly, not that impressive... And, and, and going to the locker room and celebrating like they just won the freaking national championship. I, I've clowned on them for years. And you know what? You want the, you want the honest-to-God truth? I kind of wish Wisconsin did that. I kind of wish we actually had fun for once. I, I, I kind of wish that Paul Christ was the guy that, that just, like, you know, celebrated these wins every now and then. Because I just get the sense that he's not even having fun, dude. When we destroyed New Mexico State, literally the worst team in FBS earlier this season, and make no mistake, we destroyed them. It was like 63-7 to or something like that. Blowout. We should be having a party, dude. We should be having fun. Our guys aren't having fun. They're not having fun. Folks, our team used to jump around every time they played jump around in the third quarter. It used to fire them up. It fires us up. Why can't it fire the team up? I can't remember the last time they jumped around during jump around, dude. I, I think Paul Christ doesn't want them to. I don't think he wants them to get, you know, get have fun and play loose. And it shows. They look uninspired out there. They just look dreadful. They look just miserable. I, I'm miserable. Like, I, I'm, I'm sharing their misery, folks. Believe me. All right? And, I, again, I just, I don't see it changing. I don't, I don't see anything... I don't see anything in Paul Chris that says, give him one more year. I don't see anything that he's presented lately that, that, that says this is a fluke, okay? Because I thought it was a fluke in 2018. I thought it was a fluke in 2020. I kind of thought it was a fluke, fluke last year. But at a certain point, man, you got to realize it's just not worth it. One kind of final topic I want to discuss then is just the future of the program in general, all right? I think a large reason why we we fired Chris, uh, especially so early in the season, um, is is because we have we have a lot of options here. It seems. I mean, for one thing, his buyout was only 16 million, and we've heard reports of them actually agreeing to a lower buyout, which is comedic, but so Chris. It's it's so Paul Chris for him to be like the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I kind of sucked. I'll I'll take some less money. Like I can literally see him doing that. Um, but regardless, we had the money. 
it's not like we were in a you know Michigan State or Texas A&M situation where the buyout was a hundred million. It was only sixteen million only, um, and it just had to be done. It just had to be done. So that's one thing. That's one huge advantage we had going for us. We could get rid of him. The second thing is who do we replace him with? Well, for one thing, we have Jim Leonard, who's already like the head coach. Like it's we already have a good interim coach for the meantime. Um, Jim Leonard's name has been thrown around left and right everywhere um, for the coaching carousel for the last few seasons, and especially this year, it seems like he's definitely one of the hottest names, probably a top three name uh, of, of coaches that teams are going to try to poach, and I can't blame him. I like the guy. I, I, I really like him, and we're going to see how good he actually is here, I suppose, but the reality is, guys, like, we got him. Let's use him. Like, we, we, we are lucky to have such a high-caliber interim head coach and just see how he goes. If it doesn't work out, then, um, I mean, that sucks. It is what it is. Then, yeah, I guess uh, I guess you can have him, Nebraska. I guess you can have him, I don't know, A&M, whoever wants him. You know what I mean? So we have that. And even beyond that, man, it, it feels like it feels like almost like the stars are aligning for just like a handful of other coaches that um, I almost feel like, like bad taking, but it would make sense for them to come to Wisconsin. Lance Leopold being the most obvious one. What he's done at Kansas is nothing short of incredible. I think he's a great coach. I've been saying he's a great coach, not to be a hipster, but longer than you guys knew who he was. He was the head coach of the Wisconsin Whitewater uh, football team, the D3 team. Won them six national championships in like eight years. That's Bama numbers. And I get that it's D3. I get that that's an entirely different, you know, league, literally. Um, But he had great success at Buffalo, another team that was struggling and needed help. He got them on track. And he goes to Kansas and kind of does the impossible in like two seasons. He's a great head coach. I think he's going to succeed wherever he goes. And the reality is, man, he has closer ties to Wisconsin and the Wisconsin Badgers than any other team that's going to come knocking for him. And believe me, there will be teams knocking for him. I think Nebraska's going to make a huge push for him. And the Badgers are in a position now where it's like, let's test out Jim Leonard. Let's see if he's good. If he looks good, if he's respectable and, and, and gets us some wins and looks like he's kind of got us going the right direction, we'll just keep him because he wants to stay here. And if it doesn't work out, if, if he's not, maybe this this hyped up, you know, defensive coordinator to head coach kind of guy that everyone kind of thinks he is, then we take a stab at Lance, and I think we get Lance. So I, I think we're in a really good position. That's that's a key thing here, man. Like, we're not just, like, randomly firing Chris not having a plan. This administration very clearly has a plan. And in, in more than anything, I think that's the difference between how Wisconsin is handling this versus how Nebraska fired um, Bo Pelini. Because people are making so many comparisons between these two. Um, the, the crux of Nebraska's problem problems today, you know, it, it really has a lot more to do with the fact that they hired a Mike Riley than that they fired Bo Pelini. Because they didn't have a plan. Like, you need a plan, guys. Like, if you're going to fire your head coach, you need to have at least a handful of high-caliber names that are, like, being thrown out there, right? Guys who can get the program back on their feet and hit the ground running, you know? They didn't have a plan. We've got a plan. At least I think we have a plan. As I'm saying all this, I'm driving to work as a proud um, I'm proud employee of this university. I'm, I'm passing by a camp right now, actually, on my left. I see the field house. I see the camp. And I'm just, I'm just thinking about how, you know, this is, this is the start of a new era. An era that, by the way, I'm just going to brag. I called, checked my Twitter. I knew this was it. 
I, I had a hunch that that this was going to be the end of the Paul Christ era. And uh, this might be my number one Jim Stradamus pick of maybe ever. Um, but I, regardless of what happens, regardless of kind of where things go from here, um, I think it was the right call. Because the reality is, yeah, we're, we're, we're off the tracks. This train is, has, has fallen off the tracks, but we were off the tracks regardless. I want to drive that point home, folks. This program was hopeless. If you had seen the scene there on Saturday, you'd understand what I'm saying. And so I raise my cup of coffee at 7.30 a.m. in the morning and propose a toast to one Jim Leonard, interim head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. I wish you good luck. I wish you good fortune. And frankly, I wish you um, all the success that Paul Christ, frankly, should have had over the last five seasons. This has been an Emergency Gym Podcast. Signing out, Jimbo Fisher. Roll Tide.